Welcome to the What's Your Revolution show, a show for men and the people who love them, where we discuss how men can find and embrace the healthiest versions of themselves. I am your host, Dr. Charles Corporal. What's good, revolutionaries? Episode two, season three, as we do our thing. We're admired in some troubling times, my friends. We are going through what has been called now a pandemic. In my 49 almost excuse me, 48, almost 49 years of life, I have never experienced something like this, closing of bars and restaurants, schools. Our children have to adapt. We have to adapt to a new time. This is a revolution. And we talk about this so much on the show, what revolution means in the most positive sense, but this is a revolution. And somehow, even in the midst of all this tragedy, a virus, a disease that is ravaging the world, there are opportunities. There are opportunities for us to galvanize ourselves together, to bring community. Even in the midst of social distancing, there is still an opportunity for us to love one another, to find ways to canvas together, to reach out and be humble and vulnerable with each other in the mindset that this disease should not tear us apart that the revolution in this is that maybe this is God's sign or the higher power sign that so much is going on in the world that disease is the one thing that is going to bring us together. So I hope that you are taking care of your families, that you are taking care of yourself, that your loved ones are close, right? That your loved ones are still close, that you are protective of yourself and that you're listening to what our government has to say, what the CDC has to say, and that hopefully the next time that you hear my voice, that we are talking about the past, that we are coming back together, that we have the ability to break bread, to drink wine, to laugh and love each other, not over video, but in the midst of each other's company. So I wish you well. I wish you well, people. But as I think about this virus and I think about the opportunities for us to stay healthy, and oftentimes the most vulnerable communities that are hit by disease or those that don't have the ability to go see the doctor, the ability to don't have to go and find fresh fruits and foods. We need to make mm. sure that we are there for them, for us. And so as I thought about who could I bring on the show to talk about how do we continue to be healthy? How do we heal our communities? How do we make sure that information is out there for our most vulnerable populations? I said, there's only one person, like my man who I listen to, Every time he posts on Instagram, I listen to his Facebook post as he thinks about how do we stay healthy? What do we put in our bodies? So I, I thought about Mwangi, Eric Crazy, author, nutritionist, my nutritionist, because as I think about what I'm putting in my bodies, I'm, I'm always thinking about what would he say? Welcome to the show, Mwangi. How are you? I am excellent, brother. Good to be here. Yes, yes. Always, always, always a pleasure, brother. You know, let's get into it, brother. As you know, I'm going to ask you what I think is the most thought-provoking question of everyone's life. What is your revolution? My revolution is health through food, through the daily intake of foods that feed us and nourish us. <laughs> I often, and excuse me, because I often think that my guests are going to give me this long, elaborate answer, but the simplicity of that is what is revolutionary. Food is the revolution. And when we think Absolutely. about that, yeah, and when we think about that, <laughs> when we think about, I think about what I put in my body today, you know, bacon and eggs and a lot of nuts and fruits and a little protein shake after I came from my run. But Mwangi, why is food your revolution? 
food is my revolution because one, foods are made to nourish our body. Uh, briefly, one of the challenges with synthetic drugs is that let's say there's a drug that's made to ail something in your kidneys. It's not injected directly into your kidneys. You take it in your mouth. And because it's made for your kidneys, every single organ and system that it passes before it gets to your kidney, it's damaging. That's why all drugs have side effects. Foods don't have those type of side effects if you don't have an allergy to a particular food. Foods nourish us holistically, and we all have access to foods. Now, food deserts, the reality that they are, dictate that we, in some instances, need to get to a store that has fresh fruits, fresh produce, lean cuts of meat, but foods can nourish us. And foods, in this instance, with the pandemic we're going through right now, are one of the answers for how we address COVID-19 because there is no medical cure for it. So foods are the best way to use preventive measures to keep you and your family and your body healthy and inculcated against exposure to this disease. Right, right. Dear brother, you know, as I've, I've done my research and, you know, as I think about always what I put in my body, I've been fascinated by pomegranate. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> you just struck the mother load. I, 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 that's why, I, look, I, I was going to surprise you. I was like, let me, let me throw this in here very quick. Dear brother, pomegranate is not only a superfood, I mean, if there was another word for it, right, other than super, I think it would be that food. Pomegranate has antibacterial, antiviral, which the COVID-19, it is a virus, but we don't know, you know, we don't know enough about the benefits of pomegranate. And as I began to do my research and see that this is a powerhouse, it is power packed and antioxidants and nutrients and antiviral properties that people can take pomegranate daily to enhance their body's ability to fight off virus and disease. Tell us about pomegranate, what you know, what you think about pomegranate. So pomegranate, like you said, superfood is one word, but the other word that you really can use for pomegranate and pomegranate seeds is panacea mm. because they Cure are curatives for so many things, so many things. You already touched on the fact that COVID-19 is a respiratory illness. And so one of the ways that you inculcate yourself against it is eat foods that have the following three properties. They reduce your fever. They're anti-inflammatory and they're anti-congestant. They have decongestant properties. Pomegranates have all of those. <laughs> if you sit down and eat a pomegranate, you'll get halfway through and you've had more than enough for your body and the enzymes that catalyze healing within your body to start acting on all of the antiviral, antibacterial, and the antioxidant properties of pomegranates. Right. They are indeed superfood. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm laughing because I'm laughing at myself, Mwangi, because I went to Costco on Saturday and my whole goal to go to Costco was not to get toilet paper, was not to get any paper products. I'm good, right? I went to go get bottles of Palm Wow. I was like, I cannot <laughs> be without my Palm Wow, <laughs> right? <laughs> sadly, and I have to say this, sadly, Right. I bought five bottles of big palm wow because like I gotta fight this, right? I gotta fight this. And my my friend right. yeah, my friend looked at me as I was and she was like, Now, if we weren't in a panic state, would you buy five bottles? I was like, No, I would buy two, but we will get <laughs> we gonna get five today. And 
it's been truly, truly interesting to see the benefits of pomegranate and how my body reacts. I drink pomegranate green tea. I drink palm wow a lot. I haven't gotten into eating the seeds of the pomegranate, but I'm sure that is something that I will begin to eat. Mwangi, if you begin to think about other foods, other superfoods that we can think through that might be good for our health during, not only right now, but as we continue to evolve, what should we be putting on our plates that you feel will keep us healthy, even in times of crisis? So in times of crisis and in our, our daily health maintenance, I recommend these following foods as a part of your daily meal plans: Garlic, ginger, and onion. Mm. Those, those three. Then pomegranate, blueberries, raspberries. Then spinach and avocado. Spinach and avocado. So get your greens in there. Why, avo- yes. why avocado? For the fat process? The brain food that it is? Yes. yes. For the fat, for the brain food. And avocado, if we're talking about people healthily maintaining weight, avocado gives you a full feeling because of all that healthy fat. Right. And that healthy fat has so much fiber that your body easily digests and evacuate it. So avocado can actually help you to shed weight because it's making you feel full and the fiber is helping you to move waste material out of your body right. efficiently and quickly. And when you're sick, you want to be able to move those, that, 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 that I'm going to call it that stuff, <laughs> put the bad stuff out of your body and acting as right. an opportunity to move that out because as you're feeling bad, the body's to get that out. As people know, your digestive tract holds a large share of your immune system, your bacteria that you have in your body. And my understanding is that good facts will also feed those healthy bacteria that are in your body. Tell me if I'm wrong. You are absolutely correct. I try. I try my best. I, I try my best, Mwangi, to understand, you know, as, as we get older, you know, can't look as good as you, brother. But as I, as I try to eat healthily, it is a process. So let's just recap. Garlic ginger. What was the third one? Garlic, ginger, onion. Onion. Exactly. Those. Pomegranate. Those three. Right. Pomegranate, raspberry, blueberry. blueberry. Raspberry. Exactly. And then spinach. Yeah. Spinach and avocado. And avocado. Right. Seems pretty easy, dear brother, to have these things on a, at least by, you know, by daily, daily basis, weekly basis to get these things into your body. One of the things that I love is to make a, you know, a, a wonderful shake with spinach and bananas and raspberries and strawberries, add a little avocado right after my workout. It, it tends to refuel my body and so grateful for that aspect to be able to do that. But I think about the potential ravages of our community by this virus. And because many of us, closing down of restaurants, closing down of schools, businesses potentially closing down, people may not have the money to go out and buy some of the foods that we're talking about on a large scale basis. What are some other things that are right. are price are, that are priced affordable that our people can go out and still say, you know what, I'm still eating healthy? What what do you what would you say to them? Like I, I can't afford pomegranate look, palm wow is, is ten dollars a bottle. And I'm you know I'm fortunate to be able to go out and buy a, a bottle of palm wow. For $10, but many people might not be able to afford that $10 bottle. What else can they do? So the two staples that surprisingly we don't pay enough attention to that are extremely inexpensive, broccoli and potatoes. Broccoli and potatoes. Go ahead. Elaborate for me, brother. So broccoli is incredible because the florets and broccoli actually scrub your gastrointestinal mm-hmm. tract. And they're literally pushing waste out in front of them. And people... 
people forget that our bodies are chemical factories. And so when you have excess waste that's not being moved out of your body, that waste has toxic chemicals. Those toxic chemicals affect your health and your mood. So that eating broccoli allows you to literally cleanse your bloodstream. Mm. You will feel better physically, and that will help you to feel better emotionally. Because the antecedents of peace are physiological, not psychological. Wow. You can't talk yourself feeling better. Wow. The antecedents of peace are physiological, not psychological. And it all comes down to your body being healthy enough so that your hypothalamus will produce endorphins, which produce chemicals that produce a feeling of absolute nirvana. Right. And they're non-addictive and they're non-lethal. And when we think about our happiness, right, because people are talking about this right now, the stress, the amount of cortisol that is produced by the brain when we're under stress, it dampens your immune system. And yeah, yeah, it dampens your immune system. And what you're saying, you know, again, if we can relieve our stress, right, psychologically, and as well as take, a care, take care of ourselves physiologically, we can move through this time, right? The body is fighting off. I think what we're not talking about is the body's ability to fight off disease. There are people who may be exposed to the virus and tell me, I'm a PhD, you're a nutritionist, so we don't have an MD on the phone with us. But my assumption is that the body and the immune system can fight off this virus. So some people may be exposed to the virus and the body fights it off because they've taken care of themselves. Would you assume that that hypothesis is correct, Nwangi? The body has the ability to fight off this virus if you've done the right things. That is absolutely correct. And the evidence as presented by the World Health Organization and their joint missions report supports that hypothesis. Mm. When we talk about things that are affordable, that we're not paying attention to, another thing is fresh pineapple. Mm. Fresh pineapple has a component called bromelain. Right. Right. Bromelain breaks down respiratory difficulties. Mm. It's absolutely affordable. Now, canned pineapple is not going to work because sitting in that, that heavy juice and that heavy syrup saps the nutritional value from it. But if you can get some fresh pineapple and just literally one cup of fresh pineapple a day, wow. you have infused enough bromelain into your system to seriously boost your immune system to help you fight off any respiratory virus, illness, or infection. Wow. Mwangi, this is so interesting to me because we're talking about things on this show that many people are not talking. If you're listening to the nightly news, if you're listening to Lester Holt, I don't watch ABC or CBS, but that's my guy, Lester Holt, on NBC. I haven't heard anyone talk about proactive measures to protect themselves other than social distancing, other than not gathering. No one's talking, no one's talking about this, this, this healthy food that you can have to fight to ward off disease. Why is that? Why are we not talking this way? We're not talking this way, to be frank, because the emphasis is on pharmacological solutions, mm. a vaccine, a drug that can be taken. And since I brought that up, if you look in uh, Europe is now the epicenter for the global pandemic. Right. It's no longer China, it's Europe. And in Europe, they are encouraging people to self-medicate, not call their national institutes of health, it's called the NHS, not call them unless it's an emergency. And in self-medicating, they have put in writing one of the things that you should take is ibuprofen. That is absolutely incorrect. And there's a French doctor who came out today and said that's incorrect and here's why. Ibuprofen suppresses the immune system. 
it's going to make you worse. Wow. And that's why we're not hearing foods that can help, that can bolster your immune system, that can help you to prevent this disease because they're focused on pharmacological solutions and there are none. And the one that they had been suggesting, ibuprofen, actually makes them makes matters worse. Wow. Wow. And that bothers me. That bothers me, Mwangi, that if we're, you know, we think about the opportunities for a nation, for the world, right, to self-medicate. Because my understanding is that the majority of people, majority of healthy people, if you do come down with the virus, you're going to get better. You will have mild symptoms. And we talk about this all the time with people with the flu is that what do you do? Drink plenty of water, right? Eat fruits and vegetables, right? Self-medicate. Do do those things that need to be done so you don't have to overburden our health system. But people are waiting for a vaccine. Exactly. They're wait look, they're waiting for all these different things. And we have to get this information out that there are opportunities to eat your way through this, healthily eat your way through this. This leads me to this next question, Mwangi, because we've gone into this this conversation now about plant-based diet and veganism and vegetarianism. What are your thoughts on that, right? Because I, I know there's some research out there, but, and particularly for people of color, as we begin to think about what, what is healthy for us, what are your thoughts? You know, many of my friends are looking carefully at the benefits of a plant-based diet. So I am in full support <laughs> of plant-based diets. And I tell people, let's look at each individual case and let people make an individual decision to include fruits and vegetables more into their daily meal plans. I'm not advocating for everybody to become vegan or everybody to become vegetarian, but I am advocating for people to have fruits and vegetables as a regular and voluminous staple Mm -hmm. in their diet. If you look at our grandparents, the beautiful, healthy, hale people that they were, they weren't vegetarians. But they had plenty of vegetables Mm. with every single meal. They ate plenty of fruit throughout the day. They ate plenty of nuts. We've become inundated with a processed food diet Mm. that is killing us. Killing us. And when we talk about killing us, you know, that relates directly to COVID-19. Because if you look at the death rate, according to the World World Health Organization, 5% of all people who are infected with COVID-19 are categorized as critical, meaning organ failure and death. Right. 98% of those who die from COVID-19 have underlying health conditions. And the top three are cardiovascular disease, hypertension or high blood pressure, and diabetes. Right. If you have those underlying health conditions, there's a larger target on your back. Right. But when we, we can address those preventatively with food, too. Right. You just scared me a little bit, Mwangi, because... Those three things, diabetes, hypertension, and cardiovascular disease, are the heart, you know, the top three underlying conditions for black men. And right. that begins to that begins to scare me. And so back to my my our thoughts on veganism. Well, my best friend Eli Beatty, Dr. Eli Beatty, who's a cardiologist actually himself, just began a plant-based diet this year. And he talks about the benefits, how he feels much better, how his blood pressure, right, even in his early 40s, has gone down because of a plant-based diet. That is so interesting, but it seems to be a little fearful, right? I need to eat meat. I got to eat meat. It makes me a man. Yes, right? (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Ironically, eating a, you know, when he told me about a study that came out. It was actually a documentary that came out, Mwangi. And it was a study that was done on athletes. And you talk, and this is going to come to about masculine, how we define our masculinity. And part of this study was to put athletes on a plant-based diet for a couple of days. And what, what they did was measure their nocturnal arousals, right? After eating plant, right. a plant-based diet for several days. Interestingly enough, levels of testosterone increased and the athletes had greater nocturnal arousals because of a plant-based diet. That's so interesting to me. Why do you think that that happens? It happens because plants that we consume cause our blood vessels to dilate. Mm. When your blood vessels dilate, they open wider. When they open wider, blood can flow through more plentifully, Mm -hmm. including to the sacral region. Right. So the idea would be, brothers, if you're listening (laughs) and as you get up in age, like myself, you get up in age and you begin to think, how am I going to continue to perform? Medication is not the only alternative. Changing your diet, right? And thinking about the fruits and vegetables and foods, as Mawangi just said, dilation, right? The opportunity to create more oxygen, oxygenated, right? And so nitric oxide in the body, the ability to for your blood vessels to expand will continue to you will continue to have hopefully the level of performance that you desire. It's so interesting as we as we talk about food. That brings me to this point, you know, not only are you a nutritionist, Mwanga, you are an author. And the last time we talked on the show, dear brother, you were in the midst of writing your 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 best selling, your your anthology. It's out now. Congratulations. Thank you. Tell us the name of the book and tell us the premise. So, the title of the book is First Edition Then Subtraction: Discovering Your Baseline for the healthiest version of you. Mm, And the premise of the book is, the book was what I believe are the nine pillars of holistic health. And each chapter has a lab at the end of the chapter that gives you different methods, methodologies, strategies, and techniques to apply the things in the chapters to your daily routine. And I encourage people to use trial and error because what works for me may not work for you, but something similar may work. And our willingness to experiment, to try things, to fold things into our daily routine, the benefits will be immediate, lifelong, and plentiful. Yes, yes. So just, you know, from a high-level perspective, what are the nine things that you talk about in the book? And not to give it all away. Not to give it all away, brother. We want people to buy. We want people to buy the book. Go out. Get this book. Absolutely. So the The first chapter asks the question, does it feel like your life is on fast forward? And I think many of us would say, yes, the answer is meditation. And I debunk what I believe are the most, the seven most common myths about meditation. And I teach people how you can incorporate meditation into your life. The second chapter is on drinking water. The title of it is drinking water is not enough. Mm. And that's because not only do we need to drink water, we need to eat water, but we also need to be drinking the right water. Uh, The third chapter, woo! goes into what I believe is the worst habit ever developed regarding feeding ourselves, which is eating according to the clock instead of eating when we're hungry. Mm, okay. What time is it? Lunchtime? <laughs> what, what's that mean? That means it's time to eat. Are you hungry? It's lunchtime. Okay. Uh, chapter four, don't go on a diet. Modify your daily dietary regimen. Mm. If you go on a diet, you're going to go off the diet and you're going to lose all of your results. Right. So don't go on a diet. Modify 
your daily dietary regimen. Chapter five is entitled Life Begets Life. And I talk about the importance of eating raw fruits and vegetables or lightly cooked vegetables on a daily basis. So you get the live enzymes that are catalyzing your health in every area of your GI tract and digestive system. Chapter six is on sweat equity and how important sweat is. Mm -hmm. Chapter seven is about the evils of adrenaline. Adrenaline is not our friend. (laughs) Not at all. Chapter eight is how flexible are you? And literally, it's about the importance of stretching every single day to maintain healthy range of motion in all of your joints, unassisted by drugs. And then chapter nine is knowing yourself. For example, here's what I mean by knowing myself. If you put a plate of steamed broccoli in front of me and a plate of strawberry shortcake, we have a conflict because <laughs> I know myself. Right, right. That strawberry right. shortcake tastes better than that broccoli. It yes, does. it does. It does. The brain knows because, it. Because I know, right. And because I know it, I don't lie to myself about it, but I also tell myself, I know how good that broccoli is for me. And I'm only going to have that strawberry shortcake occasionally. But if I lie to myself and say, no, 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 no. I don't even like strawberry shortcake. The lie will catch up. Right. Exactly. Exactly. The lie will catch up with me and I'll violate it. Now, next thing I know, instead of eating strawberry shortcake Monday, now I've eaten it Monday through Friday. (laughs) Now I feel guilty. Now I'm depressed. And it's all because I didn't know myself well enough to tell myself the truth and do what's best for my body, even knowing I would much rather eat the strawberry shortcake than the broccoli. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly, brother. And that's an interesting thing. I love pizza. Uh, I love pizza. And so I begin to ask myself this question, is this in the best interest for me at this point in time? Right. And that's, I do that a lot with not only food, but just my behavior and my actions and who I bring into my life. And so we're not talking about food, food, but the proverbial food of uh, interpersonal relationships and how that feeds us or detracts from our, detracts from Mm -hmm. our psychological and physiological health. So Asking that question, is this in the best interest for me? It's a great question. So should I have this pizza right now or should I have this broccoli? Well, I've been good all week. Maybe this is my cheat day. So this is in the best interest for me. But no, I had pizza yesterday or I had chocolate candy or my M&Ms or something, you know, a couple of my vices. But yeah, I, I definitely understand that, brother. And so it sounds like, and you said that there are labs, there are opportunities to work through these nine topics, asking yourself certain questions and to actually, so it has a workbook feel to it. Is that correct? Correct. (laughs) Correct. And that's what I'm most excited about because people, some people that have read the book have uh, emailed me and then called me. And we've gone through some exercises in the labs that they have absolutely loved. One of my favorite ones is at the end of the first chapter on meditation, I strongly advocate that people meditate using music. And the chapter outlines exactly why I feel that's the wisest way to meditate, utilizing music. At the end of the chapter, there are 26 songs that I recommend. Hmm. And every person I've run into, some of those, everybody knows some of the songs on the list. Because it's a varied list from varied genres of music. And I compose the list just so people understand. You already have access to everything you need. Hmm. Say that again, brother. All you have to do. Say that again. You, you already have access to everything you need. You just need a plan, and then you need to fold it into your daily routine. Right. There you go. You need a plan, and you need to fold it into your daily routine. I love that, brother. And I'm sure that my, my followers, my revolutionaries, are thinking about how do I, revol- how do I transform 
my body? How do I transform my mindset? And and this book is not only the beginning, but it is an opportunity for you as you move through your transformation to have a guide with you to help you through this and help you through this time. And that's that's oftentimes that books will give you the high level, the the ideology, but they don't give you the practice. And you think about this as students, right. we, we want the ability to practice. Where's the strategy? How do I put it in place? And why does it work for me? And that's the thing I think that the book does. It gives you, this is how I can implement and see how this works for me. But Wang, as you, as you were talking, dear brother, I wanted to ask you this question because, you know, as we get older and as doctors continually prescribe antibiotics and it's like Cipro that are widespread, wide spectrum antibiotics, and they begin to wipe out our good bacteria that that actually began fermenting, and I say that fermenting in our digestive tract at birth through our through our mother's milk. What do we do now to repopulate our digestive system? To you know, many people talk about bloating, just digestive discomfort, diarrhea, constipation. They can't eat certain foods, food allergies. What do you recommend for people who have been struggling in this because they you know, got sick and the doctor prescribed antibiotic after antibiotic after antibiotic, and now they're trying to find natural ways to get back to somewhat of balance? And I actually don't think that you can ever get back to a balance, but how do you get close to it? You get close to it by looking at the functionality of the synthetic drugs that have been prescribed. For example, if you been prescribed a drug that is supposed to assist you with constipation and with the moving of your bowel. The first thing that I would tell you that you need to do is, and this is going to sound so trite, but believe me when I tell you, this will work miracles. Every morning, eat an organic apple with whatever it is you eat for breakfast. At night, an hour before you go to bed, eat one cup of almond. After three days, you will understand why <laughs> you no longer have a constipation problem. Because mm, of the fiber, the, the, the intensive amount of fiber that you're getting from almonds and apples. Is that, is that the reason why? Yes. The apple is providing the water that is cleansing your bloodstream and the pectin that is limiting the fat that your cells can absorb and the fiber to push waste in front of it out through your colon. The almonds. You notice when you chew almonds, you can never chew them all the way down. Right, exactly. That's a good thing because literally almond slivers pull impacted feces from the wall of your intestine. That is an interesting thing. One of the other things that I do, the last thing I do before I, I go to bed is I take a, a full spectrum probiotic. And I, mm-hmm. I know the difference when, I, when I'm not doing it on a regular basis. I can tell the difference in my bowel. Uh, my bowel movements. But when I do, and I've actually given this advice to my mother, it is definitely different. Any other advice? Because I've heard people talk about kefir and fermented fermented foods like sauerkraut and different things like that to provide more bacteria, more good bacteria to your body. Do you agree with those methods? Do you offer any other solutions for people to repopulate their digestive tracts? Why miso? Why sauerkraut and miso soup? Why are those the staples that you just talked about? So sauerkraut and miso soup both contain enzymes that catalyze all processes in your GI tract and in your digestive system. Your digestion becomes better. Your assimilation of nutrients um, becomes better and higher and faster. And then more importantly, especially with miso soup, most people's diets are heavy in protein. Miso soup contains protease enzymes. Protease enzymes specialize 
in assimilating and helping your body digest food-based protein sources. So as we get older and our digestive systems move over to alkaline, away from acidic, these enzymes actually do the digestive work that those acids used to do in your stomach. That's why miso soup and sauerkraut are so high on my list. Gotcha. Do you, uh, as I said earlier, do you recommend people taking a broad spectrum probiotic on a regular basis? Absolutely. Absolutely. I've seen those can be extremely helpful and it actually can open people up to realize, you know what, there's some other things about my dietary routine that I can change. Mm, mm, Exactly. And the key thing about it is cutting down, like if you do have a challenged digestive system, cutting down on toxic things like sugar that feeds the the bad bacteria that's in your body and that overgrowth or uh, can, can was a candida or candidasis uh, that overrunning Ooh, bad, yeah. bad bacteria in your body. And that is one of the major causes of the bloating and particularly constipation or diarrhea because you have an imbalance and working very, very hard, avoiding sugar, taking a probiotic, like you said, the more for a minute foods that you can get into your body will help ease your digestion and actually li- eliminate, hopefully, the bloating for you. Dear brothers, we come to the end, man, and I always appreciate the time and and the knowledge and wisdom that you bring to the show, that you bring to us as a whole, as a community. What would you say to men as, number one, as we're fighting this COVID-19 and as they are thinking through how they can be the best versions of themselves for their families and for the communities, what advice would you give them as they move through their daily paces? So remembering that COVID-19 is a respiratory disease, one of the best ways to fight respiratory disease is to exercise regularly. So I definitely would tell our brothers across the world, you want to exercise regularly, if not daily. Get that heart pumping, get that blood pumping, excise those toxins through exercise. You'd be surprised at how healthily the body responds when you sweat profusely. Right. And this is all the while inculcating you against respiratory illness. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You definitely want to remain hydrated. Drink water and be, be cognizant that I'm not going to call out any brands, but branded <laughs> waters that have sugar in them are useful. Right. Because the body will not absorb water through the duodenum and the jejunum at the top of the small intestine if that water contains sugar. So stay away from the sugary, sugarfied, nasty branded waters. They're not doing you any good. What about the water that, like, I'm looking at my bottle of alkaline water right now. Would you recommend drinking alkaline water? Or is, is this just the hype that goes along with people trying to sell various types of water? So it is definitely not just hype. In the second chapter of the book, when I say drinking water is not enough, I put water into three categories, just like gasoline. You've got your basic, mid-grade, and premium. Alkaline, mineral, and electrolyte water are the premium waters. Your body absorbs near 100% of it because it has the mineral. The alkalinity is at a level where it's easily absorbable into your bloodstream. Spring water is mid-grade because it has some minerals. Purified water and distilled water are the basic because those have no minerals by their process. And so they're not absorbed into the body, into the bloodstream. They go directly to the colon to flush the colon. So if someone is fasting and they want to cleanse, that's the perfect time to drink distilled water or purified water. 
But on a daily basis, if you want to hydrate and get that water and that oxygen from the water into your bloodstream, the premium waters are alkaline, electrolyte, and mineral. Gotcha. Wonderful. Good to know because I, I, Trader Joe's has the best alkaline water. That's why I buy cases. Yes, they cases. do. Yes, they that's, do. That's what I drink. Yeah, they cases and cases of alkaline water from Trader Joe's. But one guy, I appreciate the time, dear brother. And this show is so informative as we, you know, move through a time in history that we have never, that at least in our lifetime, we have not faced. And this information on tonight's show will hopefully help people provide a plan for themselves and for their families, knowing that there are options out there that are not, as we say, synthetic, that they we're not waiting for Pfizer to come up with the vaccine, that we have the ability to enhance our immune system so that we can ward off this and fight this virus. So I appreciate everything that you've done for us tonight. And again, where can people find the book and so they can go out and buy it? They can find the book at barnesandnoble.com, amazon.com, or mwangiericquasey.com. Gotcha. And one more time, so everybody knows the name of the book is? First Edition, Then Subtraction, Discovering Your Baseline for the Healthiest Version of You. Wonderful. And that's what we love here because we're always trying to find the healthiest version of ourselves. Revolutionaries, I ask that you take care of yourself, that you protect you and your families and your communities. Make sure that you're listening carefully, that you're social distancing, that you're eating, as as Mwangi says, that you're eating the right foods to protect yourself. That we do not have to wait on anyone, that we are the carers, the caregivers of ourselves. So make sure that you listen intently, that you're out taking care of your bodies, uh, just came from a three-mile run before we did the show, feeling robust and, and healthy. And so plan to keep on doing this as I am hibernating until the all clear is given. I wish you well, and thank you again for listening, everyone. Take care and always be able to answer what we think here is the most thought-provoking question of your life. What's your revolution? Take care.